Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lane McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lane, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good. You know, it was a nice long weekend. You got to uh, celebrate with the family, and uh, we're back. And, and apparently, so are the Cowboys. They have an OTA today. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Which they actually, I think, closed to the public, but uh, yes, we yep. will get we will get some notes at some point this week. I think a little bit later on Thursday. Uh, so we're just kind of kicking it along, uh, making our way slowly to uh, training camp. Yeah, so we do. I think a Thursday is the the open practice. We'll certainly yep. get some information. We'll talk about all the nuggets that come out of this week's OTA sessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lane, and today is some Twitter questions, and we've got some really good ones. The first one comes from Mark. Uh, what matchups are you looking forward to seeing in the joint practices the Cowboys will have with the Los Angeles Rams? Landon, you might actually be out at these practices, I hope mm-hmm. at least. Uh, oh. What are you looking forward to see? Well, Aaron Donald versus anyone is a good test, huh. you know, yeah. and especially if they aren't certain exactly about how their configuration is going to be with their interior three, or, or maybe they just want to fully give Williams another test, you know, uh, he, he, had a rough go of it versus Donald the first time, and and mm-hmm. you know who has who doesn't I guess except for Zach Martin. So that'll certainly be one of them. Um, obviously, all these wide receivers uh, uh, versus uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think, will yep. be another really huge matchup. Um, you know, and I I think for uh, this isn't the specific matchup, but but I, I think for the Cowboys, you know, really the spot where their defense. Uh, really was exposed was in that first game against the Rams last year. And I think that uh, just seeing how more uh, ready to go and on their cues and, 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 and uh, assignment sound, I guess is probably what I'm looking for. The, the Cowboys defenses versus uh, a Rams offense, which is uh, notorious for trying to mess with those cues uh, and this in those tendencies. So uh, just seeing how the Cowboys offense is able to, I mean, defense is able to uh, go up against uh, a Sean McVay uh, offense. I think that's, you know, not, like I said, not a specific matchup, but I think something that's worth watching because uh, it was early signs of trouble uh, when they, when they faced off against each other in week one last year. Yeah. You hit on some really good matchups. Obviously the Jalen Ramsey against let's say Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup will be really fun. But for me, the one that I want to learn a lot about is the Rams wide receivers against the Cowboys corners because mm. they've got a lot of different types of receivers, right? They've got Cooper Cup. They've got Robert Woods, who's really like the route runner. They've got Deshaun yeah. Jackson, who has the speed. They've got Tutu Atwell, who's kind of the underneath speed guy. I'm just curious, how, how do the Cowboys match up against those guys? Do they get do they get killed in practices by Deshaun Jackson or – do they hold their own? I think we're going to learn a lot uh, about the Cowboys defense uh, from those practices. Any other ones you want to mention? 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, th- that's the thing is that they kind of, they're all on the defensive side of the ball. They have a couple of key pieces, but really, you know, they relied heavily on, on Brandon Staley play calling last year and yeah. they don't have that this year as much. So it'll be interesting to see what the defense just looks like overall. Is um, it weird? But- is it weird to have practices against another NFC contender? I, I guess, you know, I mean, I guess the, when, when the Rams came by previously, I mean, they weren't really, you know, they weren't really kind of thought of like that. Um, you know, because these are probably, let's say, conservatively two of the top seven teams in the NFC. Yeah. You know, I think the thing about it, too, is that you know, we've we've played teams that we face in the regular season before, or we've had joint practices with teams that we face in the regular season before. So I think I think in some sense it's similar to that, right, where you uh, are having to do a whole practice, but obviously you don't want to, like, give away tendencies or, you know, kind of mm-hmm. give anything that will give the other team an advantage when you guys face each other in the regular season. Uh, you know, it's so, similar to that where I think they'll, it, it'll be – very vanilla practices, you know, and, and very kind of scheme, uh, uh, bland practices. It'll be a lot more of kind of one-on-one matchups or, you know, offensive, offensive line versus defensive line matchups. And just the opportunity for these guys to hit somebody else other than their own. Do you think it'll look like a senior bowl practice? I I, I think there actually will be less scheme than, than that. You know, I think, you know, I think maybe, just because they simply, you know, think about what 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 uh, a majority of training camp practices is. It's it's a half speed work, working mm. on techniques. Uh, it's you know, it's uh, there is some physicality eventually when you talk about one on ones and matchups and that sort of thing. I, I, honestly, I think it's the opportunity to get a competitive mix up, a physical competitive mix up with another team, not hitting your own guys. I really don't think that they're going to want to show you know, any kind of advanced no, X's and O's no. because again, they, they don't like to do that even in a normal training camp practice. There's only so many training camp practices, even when they're not practicing with somebody that they're kind of showing their, their, their true X's and O's or their true play calling uh, just because they have to practice it. So I, I expect even less than that uh, when they go against a, a, a you know NFC competitor like the Rams. Yeah. They'll be pretty vanilla practices, but there'll be a lot of fun from competing. Oh yeah. Right? They'll definitely be fun practices, maybe just scheme vanilla. I, I, you know, imagine they they mix it up. There'll be fights. There always are. I wish uh, our friends at BetOnline.ag gave us odds for the first fight. Like how many practices in before we get the first all-out scuffle? Yeah, I, I would take I would take half of practice. <laughs> uh, that's uh, over under in my mind. <laughs> uh, all right, let's tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use that promo code locked on, bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, Landon, this question comes from Joshua. Of the starting 11 players on offense for the 2021 season, what player do you think would be the easiest to replace if they went down with a multi week or season ending injury? On offense, you said the 11 on, offense. 11 on offense, yes. 
Well, uh, it depends on what the starting alignment is. I think. Uh, well, let's say it, let's say it's three receivers and a tight end. Then it might be Blake Jarwin. That's just that because you be my answer. Just, yep. to, just because you did it with Dalton Schultz last year, yep. you know. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe one of the maybe Connor Williams if if you like Connor McGovern, but I think Schultz is closer it's to Schultz. Jarwin than than yeah anybody else. So. Now, you might be surprised that I didn't say the running back, Landon, but we'll get to him in just a second. Uh, I, I do think they're all replaceable from what I understand. They so are. it doesn't really uh, matter. I, I do think it's Jarwin because we saw Schultz last year. I think we, we, we've talked about this before. I'm not convinced, and I love Blake Jarwin. I'm not necessarily convinced that he is a better fit in his offense than Schultz. Uh, but let's let's save that for later this month when we that'll, start our positional previews. That'll be a um, fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, all right, Landon. This one comes from Clayton. Who is the worst contract on the Cowboys team right now outside of Jalen Smith? Who who is the one that you would consider moving on from? Worst contract. The problem is that I think there's a couple players that have bad contracts, but I don't know if it makes sense to move on from them because you don't save money. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, I think there's some guys that have just money more than on them that you would like to pay, but I don't know that you, that necessarily means that you would move off them. Like, I think Noah Brown's contract is the one that they will try to target to get rid of, but I don't know if that's necessarily the worst contract. Well, it's it's not. A, I don't think it's a bad contract, right? I really no. don't. You're paying him two million dollars a year to be a core special teamer and a good fifth receiver. But for a team that's trying to pinch pennies, that's maybe a t- you know player they move on from. It's certainly not a bad contract. Yeah, um, I got one. Yeah, give me yours because I'm I'm still kind of pondering. The Cowboys have a certain running back on their team that they absolutely yeah. cannot they cannot cut until after the 2022 season. Just what it, I mean, it's a bad contract. It's it was bad when they signed it. It doesn't mean that he Zeke is a bad player because he's certainly not. It's just when you're paying $15 million for any running back, I just think that's a bad deal. It's just what it yeah, is. That certainly, that certainly qualifies, I would say. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, again, I want to be very clear. Zeke is not a bad player. The contract is bad. That doesn't mean they should get rid of him. And I don't think they're going to get rid of him because they can't. But um, we'll see. Uh, let's get to uh, another question. This one from JJ. Uh, predict the front seven for the Cowboys in the week one, the starting front seven. Uh, this one is really tricky. Um, so I'm going to allow you to go first. Oh, thanks. Uh, all right. Well, let's assume it's nickel, right? Yep. Um, uh, so we'll say Lawrence. We'll say Gregory. We'll say. <laughs> uh, we'll say Osa Odigizua. Maybe. Okay. okay. And then. Uh, Tristan Hill. I don't, I, I, I mean, seriously, the interior two, uh, it could be anybody, frankly. My guess uh, is it'll be Brent Urban and Gallimore. Maybe, maybe. Um, Just because yeah. Urban gives you, you know, he gives you a little bit more against the run. And Neville Gallimore is experienced more so than Osa. And I'm not sure if Tristan Hill will be healthy enough for week one to start. Uh, I think it, it's you could you could put even money on all four of those guys yep. honestly, yep. and maybe even throw in Bahana honestly. Who knows? <laughs> um, just to mix it up. <laughs> all right, Dad. What about your linebackers? So linebackers, I'm gonna say. I mean, again, if we're in nickel, <laughs> you're trying to cheat so bad, but I'm I'm here for it. Go ahead. I I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, 
I think I'm going to go with Parsons and Neal. I think. And I then, think I think I'm going to go Jalen and Parsons. Okay. That was. I mean, that's that. That was my other. My I don't other feel thought. great about it. I also think it depends on what you are lining up in as nickel. I mean, this this is a very difficult question because because I could come up with a, a three three configuration that would have a different group of guys. I could come up with yeah a four two configuration that comes up with different guys. So I, you know, I think it's really difficult to kind of parse. And frankly, you know, what does starter mean? It doesn't matter, right? Because you know, like the first guy who's on the field, the first snap, who cares? Right, right. What matters more is fourth quarter, third and seven, you need to get a stop. Who are the four guys that are rushing the passer? Like that's what matters the most to me, not who Fox shows as the starters in their pregame, pregame graphic. Like that, that doesn't yeah. mean anything to me, right? That doesn't mean much, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to a different question. This one from Cameron. Uh, who do you think will lead the Cowboys in targets this season? I think it'll be CD lamb. I, I, I honestly, I honestly, I think so. Um, just because I think, you know, likely it'll be close, but I feel like Cooper will get some more attention early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that'll just give lamb extra targets because he will get less attention. Uh, but then that might change as the season goes on. I think I agree, but I don't. I almost can't envision a scenario where one guy gets like thirty or forty more targets than the other outside. Oh of yeah, Indiana, right. Like it's if we're close. doing like game by game stats. Like it, I have a hard time believing that CD is going to average a target more per game than Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be very close, and yeah. and that they'll they'll you know it'll be down to the wire as far as and it should uh, be right. When you, yeah. when you have three really good receivers, you shouldn't just say, "Hey, we're going to get CD ten targets a game." It should be a little bit dependent on the opponent, right? If there's a really weak slot corner, why why even throw on the outside? Just keep going to CD and and Jarwin and Schultz, right? Like it makes sense to diversify your targets depending on your opponent. Yeah, and targets are the kind of thing that, like, I think there's an assumption that targets are something that, like, is predetermined before the game, and that's just not the case. Like, I mean, a lot most of the targets of the are, are determined. Time, yeah. Well, I think you could run plays through, you know, design for people, but there's also, right. a, you know, a, a large handful of plays that are determined post-snap where they're going, and that that's, you know, that determines the target as well. Um, I agree. I think I think it'll be CD very close, Amari Cooper too. The real question is, does anybody get more targets than Michael Gallup? Like, could you see Jarwin getting more targets than Gallup? I, I I don't think so. And then probably the tight end and Zeke split the the, the fourth or fifth most targets. See, I, yeah, I think it's like it's a tiered thing. Like the the top tier will be Cooper and Lamb. I I think that that Jarwin might get close to the number of targets that Gallup has. You know, I don't know if it'll be quite as close as lamb and cooper but i definitely don't think there's like a tier's worth of more targets than than mm-hmm. Gall- for gallup than than jarwin or schultz or whoever i agree um so yeah i think that then and then after that you you look at other wide receivers and running backs all right let's take a quick break to tell you guys about rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, uh, Landon, this question comes from Zach. If you could have one Cowboys jersey right now, which one would you take? It's a fun question. I, Dak, I think. Maybe that, maybe that, uh, maybe that, uh, uh, the uh, Brandon Knight one. <laughs> maybe, maybe. See, I, I, the CD88 is really clean. I think, that's I think that's good. maybe where I would go. But Dak is a, Dak is a really good one. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, next one. This one comes from Kyle. Uh, how much longer do we need to wait on Justin Houston before the Cowboys officially decide to sign up? Because I agree. I think we're getting into the point of the summer where like, his price had to go down, and I'm wondering if this isn't like an Everson Griffin situation where you can get this really good pass rusher maybe at the last couple of years of his career at a discounted price. Yeah, I mean, I think today's today's June 1st, and and mm-hmm. so uh, it's that means that there's going to be more bodies on on the mm-hmm. on the market. I think so. Uh, it's not like his his uh, his price is going to go up from here. You know, I think if anything, there might be more competition that starts showing up on the on the waiver wire, or at least on the unrestricted free agent market. Um, and and that's that's not going to do anything to help his his uh, his current price. So, um, you know, listen, I think if the Cowboys are probably like a lot of teams, and, and we've talked about this where. They've got a number of young guys they like. They've got a number of bodies that they want to see what they can do in training camp. I, you know, I would not at all be surprised if they get through two to three weeks of training camp before they start signing guys like this. Um, um, there's I, a couple I, guys I, out there too, right? Like you, there's yeah. Melvin Ingram that's still out there. Um, I don't believe he has a connection with Dan Quinn, but uh, Gus Bradley was the defensive coordinator. That's yep. somebody I know Dan Quinn is familiar with. Maybe he lands in Dallas. Um, Justin Houston. I, there's a couple other guys I remember being out there that could make some sense. Olivier Vernon, if you wanted to mm-hmm. take a chance on a guy coming off a torn Achilles, wouldn't shock me. I'm just not counting on it. Yeah, I mean, I think that just shows you right there. There's there's names out there. There's guys available. Um, there's a reason that the teams haven't signed these guys yet, and it's not because they can't play, but it's because they've just finished the draft. We've just gone through OTAs. We need to see what we've got in these young guys. I don't want to waste a bunch of snaps on uh, Justin Houston in OTAs and training camp. I know what that guy can do in the regular yeah. season. I don't know what these young guys can do, so let me see what these guys can do first. Once they Give them a chance to fail, and once they do, if they do, you bring in a guy like Justin Houston, you bring in a guy like Melvin Ingram, Olivia Vernon, you know, to come in and solidify yep. that third rotational pass rusher spot. If you, if you can't find that guy uh, in the crop of, of free agents and, and rookies that you drafted. Yeah. I want to see as many snaps as possible from Chauncey Golston, Bradley and I, Dorrance Armstrong. I don't need to see Justin Houston in training camp. We know what he can do. I think again, I am going to keep mentioning this after week one. If you want to sign him to a deal, then mm-hmm. when the salary is not guaranteed, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, one more question from Zach Lannon. Uh, outside of Micah Parsons, which uh, Cowboys rookie from the 2021 class do you think will have the most successful career relative to their draft position? So if you had to bet on one of these guys from rounds two through seven to make it in the NFL, who would you pick? Oh, Jabril Cox. I mean, just because he was, uh, you know, uh, 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 he, I don't know why he fell as, as far as he did. Um, you know, the, the – 
the number situation isn't great in Dallas, but I also, you know, can't imagine them cutting him or, you know, I, I imagine they would yeah. cut a, a more quote unquote talented guy that, that maybe has less time on his contract before I imagine them cutting Cox. So um, I, yeah, I think Cox is, is the guy that, you know, kind of fits that bill the best just because he was, you know, sort of a reach. Um, I think he's, but coverage linebackers. I mean, that's that's such a that's <laughs> a very nice forever, floor. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, well, I'm thinking of even guys that like okay that were like borderline starters, right? Like Joe Thomas, right? If yeah. Jabril Cox can be Joe Thomas, he's going to hang around the league for what eight, nine years. Like, there's just not many of those guys. Uh, Malcolm Smith, right? Who the Cowboys had in here was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in the league forever now. Now he's bounced around a bunch of teams, but. Because he can cover and because he can play special teams, he keeps getting jobs and he keeps playing relatively well. So I, I do agree with you. As long as Jabril Cox can stay healthy, I have a hard time believing he's not going to have a long career. And that's his floor. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, if, he, yeah. if he gets good at the run and, and kind of develops instinctually, like I think he probably will, there's no reason to think that he won't be a starter okay. for a long time in this league. I agree. Uh, That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can follow the show on YouTube. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.